you're tuned in to The Council, a show dedicated to Star Wars The Card Game by Fantasy Flight Games. If you like the show, there's a video and an audio-only version linked and listed in the description below. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at FullyOps. If you're into Star Wars Imperial Assault, also be sure to check out our other podcast, The IA Team. We hope you check us out, but for now, sit back and enjoy the show. Back everyone to another episode of the council. Uh, we finally made double digits. We're on episode ten, and this one has been dubbed. I don't like you either. Um, it should become pretty apparent why these guys, uh, all the four guests on today's show, pretty good friends, and the banter is going to be real. I hope so. Uh, joining us as usual, we have Mick Zipra, 2014 world champion. How are you, Mick? Good, good, good to be back on, Andy. Good to have you. It's been a while. Change of scenery for you. Uh, yep, I'm downstairs this time. Uh, okay. There might be cats wandering in the background. No changes there. No changes there. Tom, 2015 world champion Tom Milucci down in the bottom left. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's smooth. What do you want? Welcome what do you to a talk show, Tom. I'm not sure if you know how this works. <laughs> I ask questions and you elaborate. Good. How are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, we have, and as our guest for this week's show, we have two very prominent players from the US scene. Um, both attended Gen Con this year and did very well. Uh, we have Brad Eamon. How are you, Brad? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Pleasure having you on. Looking forward to some uh, some discussion with you guys about the North American scene. And we have, uh, he's so hot right now. He's uh, Josh Johnson, <laughs> Origins and Gen Con winner. How are you, Josh? Great. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a while. So we've been talking for quite a while behind the scenes. It's just... Uh, it's about time we got you guys on for a good chat and get some uh, recording done. So, um, Josh, I guess to kick off, why uh, the, the guests each each week get a chance to name the show? Uh, Josh, why did you go with "I Don't Like You" either? Uh, I, I figure we'll just maybe discuss that after Brad's topic. He's got a <laughs> got, got some sportsmanship discussion to have later. Okay, yeah. See, I would I would have went with "Over My Dead Body" for that then. For talking about takebacks, man. <laughs> I was I was looking forward to a bit of uh, the, uh, and we've already had a bit of a chat before the show, but uh, there's been some talk about who's going to walk away with a headband this year and whether or not there will be lice on it after Tom's ownership for a year. You have to bring it, Tom. I, I'll, I'll bring it. I mean, I'm going to leave with it. <laughs> <laughs> we will try. So, I mean, I think I think my hotel is going to have a washing machine, so we can clean it up really quick. Sounds good. I'm sure you can pay some nice lady to do that for you. Seems good. Seems well, yeah. Good. Are we all planning on attending Worlds this year? Before we move on? For free. Yep. For free. Damn yes. you. Damn you, Josh. You mentioned at the time, actually, it's a better. It's an odd one, because it's a better prize than... It's almost a better prize than winning Worlds. Yeah. Uh, without, without the... Uh... The exclusive playmat. That's the exclusive playmat, yeah. Because as Gen Con winner, you got the chat. This is the first year I think they've given a card design, isn't it? Yeah, the uh, uh, card design. Yeah, so I actually ended up uh, sending John Hare a message with this going, you really picked the wrong year to quit. 
Because, yeah, this year they're, they're doing hotel, uh, playing for my plane ticket, and a card design for Gen Con. Oh, which was funny, too, because we were told that they weren't going to be a card design. Yeah, we actually. At he, Gen Con. Eric didn't even know. And yeah. Yeah, it's I not his fault. No, it's not like his fault at all. Uh, yeah. I think they actually changed their mind, and then basically we showed them the page that said there was a card design, and they had to honor it, essentially. Right. Gotcha. That's, I think, what happened. Gotcha. Was it just an earlier FFG article that said? Like, the There's first some... article that basically was the generic, like, hey, we're having a Nationals, included something that said in the prize, uh, the winner will have a card design. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't even know about it. Then Matt Brown, like, forwarded me the message for the page. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I know we've, so I think it's dependent on attendance over here in Europe. It's, uh... Uh, looking at all the other national championships, I think only France is getting a paid ticket. So the second biggest was here in the UK with about 32 players. The no hotel, no plane ticket. Wasn't there an issue there that only French residents were eligible to win that one? Yeah, so I went myself, I think about a good four-fifths of the, the, uh, the players were French. There was two Brits. Three Spaniards, one Polish, and I think. One did, other. did you guys know that? Yes, we knew we knew that going in. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, so you, you could take oh, the trophy, okay. you could take first place, but the trip to Worlds, if they had enough players, would go to a national French citizen. Though so actually, uh, about a week ago, they sent another email saying, "By the way, uh, the hotel room you're going to be sharing with another champion of one of our games." <laughs> <laughs> Any idea who? Wow. Uh, Chris Schoenthal and I like requested each other because like I kind of know him and he kind of knows me, so like we're at least it's not a complete stranger. Mm. He's the guy that won Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, Mick, you guys don't get you get free entry, don't you? But you don't get hotels or anything paid for as previous. We don't champions. get free entry. We get free we don't get, no, we don't get free. We get reserved oh. entry. Oh, you still have to pay for it. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I had to pay last year too. The, the only year they okay the two years ago no. But evidently our seats are reserved for all years here on out. Yeah. So your money is guaranteed. They're just they're just banking your say, money. Say that again? So you like, still have to pay. Uh, but our, still... Our, our slots are reserved for every right. year here on out. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, Mick, you've got a slot this year, even though it's two years prior. It's weird, it's weird that they don't give you guys seats at, um, like, Gen Con and stuff, though. Yeah. Like, like, why do you have to buy so a ticket for Gen Con? Well, after, yeah. after they decided now that they're giving flight and hotel to the people that win Gen Con it, it makes a lot of sense that they would, like the, if you win Worlds you would get flight and a hotel for next year's Worlds yeah. or something like, mm-hmm. so that you can defend your own title type thing you know, because they want their winners to come back I would assume. Um, you would think that, but then when you're trying to buy tickets at you know, noon on a Monday and, <laughs> and you have well, I 20 mean, seconds to do it. You get the reserve seat you get the reserve seat, so that's not but yeah. For that game, <laughs> yeah, but like other like national champions didn't have reserved just, seats for that, just, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, Rachel, no, I'm talking like if you won a national last year. Oh no, no, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you don't yeah. have a reserved seat anywhere for anything this year. It doesn't matter. Correct, correct. Yeah, actually, the the May worlds would be like the first worlds we'll have without any buys. Correct. There won't uh, be any no nationals, is there? Correct. Yeah. There won't be. There won't be. There'll be. Uh, no, there'll be regionals. Just oh, would, would the regionals no. feed into a buy in May? No, no, I'll probably just. I think they'll probably just have the regionals feed into Origins buys. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, the regionals this year went to Origins or Gen Con. You could use them at either. So yeah, but, but they, they said that that was not going to be the case. So they're still holding the Star Wars National for the US at Gen Con after Worlds next year. I think so. Well, no, all the Nationals are going to be at Origins from now on. Do you think? Do you think that they're going to keep the Star Wars card game with the Star Wars Worlds like circuit or bring it back since Conquest is getting dropped? I think, I think it's going to be Star Wars, Star Wars Worlds and non-Star Wars Worlds. I don't agree with it, but I Because, I, I mean, then what do you have? You, have of minis you only have three games then, don't you? Because you'll have L5R, Game of Thrones, and Netrunner yep. at that Worlds then. And that's it. Over four days. So, I mean, say, there's like there's no reason that stuff should be that. not spread out then where you can play Like, you should be able to play in everything this year. So, that's good. Or next year, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be good. But, I mean, three games over four days is kind of strange. Yeah, I think when they made that decision, they probably weren't aware of or that the, the conquest decision hadn't been finalized at that point. Sure. Well, let, right. Oh yeah. No, actually, if they're going to do Destiny, they'll have to squeeze that in on the May Worlds too. They they might switch it back yeah. because yeah, Destiny's going to make five Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, and then they'd be split back at four and four again yeah. if they move the Star Wars card game back. So, Origins and Gen Con, then. We've already had a bit of a debrief on Origins on a previous episode with Tom's attendance there and, and taking second place, ultimately. Um, Gen Con, Brad, how did, how did you... We know Josh t- took the trophy in the end. How did you fare over the day? Did you make the top cut? I took third <gasps> overall. Okay. I lost to Josh, and then Josh went on to win twice to win the whole thing. Right. Um, my Gen Con trip overall, I top 16 Thrones. I was 2 own Conquest when I dropped. Uh, took third in Star Wars, and then won a Thrones draft, and that was literally all four days. Right. So you uh... Didn't get to play Spoils this year. That's, that made me sad. Last year, I played Spoils. I put in like, the National Championship for Spoils. I took it's second. Right after he learned it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. I, I learned it nine years ago. But I was like walking through the trade floor, and then the lady's like, hey, have you ever played the Spoils? I was like, yeah, nine years ago. I still have some cards at home that are black and white. And she's like, oh, well, you should sit down and learn how to play. And I was like, okay. So I just sat down and played for a little bit. And then she's like, oh, the national championship starts in like 45 minutes. You should go play. I'm like, oh, I don't have a deck. She's like, oh, it's sealed. Don't worry. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I go in there and there's like 24 people. And I'm looking around. Everybody's got like team shirts on. Yeah. Four of the guys used to work for the company. So they have like the company shirt on. And I was like, I am so dead. But yeah, no, that was a lot of fun, but I didn't get to play that. But otherwise, Gen Con, Gen Con was good. I like, I finished Star Wars. If I didn't have a buy in Star Wars, I wouldn't have got to play. I would have had a round one, like full loss okay. because I was playing to go into the top eight for Thrones. And I, right when I lost round two started yeah. and then I immediately got up, walked over and sat down at the Star Wars table. Right. So did you, I, I almost missed the five minute window. Yeah. Yeah. What to, to 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 move out and join the second round? Yeah, right. Because okay. like they they pushed the Star Wars back till two o'clock or something like that, and I was like, oh great, well I have plenty of time to get all the Thrones cut and extend it over with. Mm. At Origins, they had to show up at like eight thirty or something like that for day two of Thrones. Yeah, but then uh, they're like, all right, Thrones players, uh, be here tomorrow at one o'clock for some like. Yeah. And yeah, so they we almost. Missed that when had some overlapping issues. Yeah, that was almost real bad. But yeah, like right when I finished, I I got up and walked over to the Star Wars table and sat down. Mm-hmm. And the other guy was already had his playmat out and was shuffling. Right. And I was like, oh. okay, need to catch up. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's clear yeah, you guys no. both play a, a lot of games, uh, and your days are pretty at Worlds at Gen Con Origins. They're always full. Um, how do you? I guess how is it that you guys come to be on the council as as prominent Star Wars players? Why do you choose Star Wars? Why did you choose at Gen Con Star Wars over the other games in terms of a top cut and prioritizing your time? Uh, Josh. 
you know, what is it that brings you back to this game over the others? I, I feel like it's my favorite out of all of them. Like, I feel like it's a bit more skill involved. Mm-hmm. Like Thrones, you can just be, have people blown out turn one right now. And these games just aren't even fun. Like, even if you have a bad start in Star Wars, sometimes you can come back and make it up or make a game out of it at least. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, feints and, you know, the, just the whole edge battle, uh, you know, attack assigning, it's feels more skillful. Mm, yeah, definitely agree with that on the edge battle. Um, I know, well, Tom, you... You've have you been on the other side of that recently in the, the competitive season with Origins, with you see having two dead hands and that taking the, the finals from you. I mean, do, do you still see that as a? As, no, I mean, it happens. That's all it is. Like it, it's it's just less uh, less uh, frequent in Star Wars. Do you think? I mean, it's a game where you refill your hand every turn. So you know, in both of those games, I was able to pitch my hand, so that wasn't the problem. Mm. It was just you know, in a game where it's pod based design you have good cards and bad cards in your deck and there will be games where you draw a handful of bad cards and if it happens to you two turns in a row it's gonna it's gonna ruin the game yeah. it's just it is what it is yeah. um but i think it's okay it's it, like it happens it happens it just sucks that it happened two games in a row yeah right at the, end at of the, the game. finals yeah like i had um in the second josh was the second game i was light and you were dark right yeah so in the second game, I actually had an opportunity to win. I could have, I could have completed my attack, destroyed an objective, and then force rejuved to win the game. But he had, uh, he had, uh, he had Zizor out. No, you had Zizor. No, no, this it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He had Zizor. So I knew there was. I had three cards in hand. So there was like a, a one in three chance that he pulls my force rejuve. And I was like, well, I'll just rejuve first before I blow up the objective. And get, like, a couple more damage down. And that's when the dial was at, like, two or three. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was, like, I was literally, like, one damage away from winning the game. And uh, and on his next turn, he plays duel and, like, blows up two objectives and goes to six. And the next turn is when I draw a dead hand, can't do anything. And then he, like, blows up another objective. And that's the second dead draw. And I'm, like, I needed to do one damage yeah. in two I have, turns. I have a question for you. You really didn't take a 66% chance to just flat out win the game? I, yeah, like that's a favored coin flip, man. Like... Uh, it was, it was. Um, <laughs> I, I screwed up the math in my head. I thought that if I rejuve first, depending on how he reacted hmm. with uh, something on the board, I, I think I thought I could have still done it, and it, it just the math was wrong. It was just a. Uh... Not to mention, Josh could have just missed the Shizor trigger. No, he wouldn't. Have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Josh well enough. <laughs> It was asteroid sanctuary. I forget that shit all day. <laughs> True story. True story. It's even it's even captured on film now. I saw How many that. times was that in that video? It was it was once, but it was like just because I remember the rest of that game. But like throughout the tournament, probably like five or five, six. Okay. I always forget asteroid sanctuary. That's that, like that's the one. That's my like bane. I always forget. I do enjoy David Tc's kind of missed trigger training regime of. Push-ups. push-ups every time you miss a trigger just leave excuse me two minutes leave the table push-ups come back uh, fuck yourself in a, in a in a world's top cut people who don't have time Josh to... didn't you have a notoriously bad draw during the Swiss rounds at Origins both actually like that, that stuff's Gen- gonna Gen- happen Gen- at some point had, during the tournament Gen- I had like my first game that I sat down to mm-hmm. I got 16 cards deep and I found 
one hired hand OB and is and Luke speeder or just normal speeder bike as my only units, like in sixteen cards. Yeah. And I didn't even have the money to get OB out. I was going to say, like, could you afford OB? No. Yeah. Happens. Well, and that's, but I guess that's the trick, is, is dealing with those situations as, as a top yeah. player. I think that's a big part that separates, like, good players from bad players, is just, like, trying to eliminate the variance. Like, a lot of the good players can do a lot of things to control all the variance that they face because they can understand card quality mm. and then evaluate what they need and what they don't need and get rid of expendable resources and no one to, like, push all in and no one, like, you're just drawing dead and... Like that's an element of every game that's that separates really good players from just mediocre or average players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I also feel that's why Navy was so popular right off the bat. Like if that ever happened against Navy from the get go, like if loyalties out, like before um, you had a bad slow start as light side, you had time and you catch up. But with loyalty out, like oh, then you just lose. Yeah, not even really because anything they did. Just if you came out slow out of the gates, then six or nine. Down and especially game. with with rule by fear too like you just really punish people with choke then because like if you had a bad hand or you fumbled and you have one four drop and he's back in your hand like you're just going to get crushed mm-hmm. or yeah against falcon it's a time yeah yeah so in terms of the changes away from from navy there josh and brad did you guys i don't know brad if you played at oranges i don't i think you said you didn't i didn't play at origins um, just gen con so i guess it's a, just a question for josh How, did you see much of a difference in the the way the top players were building decks playing the game between origins and gen con uh, um we had a new deluxe that became legal yeah yeah for gen con uh so i saw more sith throughout the day then, like, his uh, Origins was mainly, a few said it was mainly, like, Navy and Scum, I think. Okay. So, that was awesome. so do you think the... the... It was even, yeah. Then Gen Con, I felt like I saw a lot more sit and, like, a little bit of Navy throughout the day. Mm. And did that did that impact your, your testing for the, for the event? Did you did you change your decks massively? Honestly, between... I, changed, uh, I changed, like, two pods. Right, okay. Okay, which two? It wasn't much of a change, mm. so... In the tournaments for for light side at least right which two pods yeah. were they uh so i was running two bts luke and one in you must go and then i switched and went uh one bts luke one core luke and put a kyle in instead of in you must go to keep my resources about the same but i wanted kyle like because that pod's good yeah the jedi right. kyle the jedi <laughs> that one's good oh <laughs> Brad likes Kyle. Nice I love Kyle. Kyle is my favorite pot in the game, actually. It's really good when you trade. Not, not mix Kyle. Not, no, Kyle. no. That's no. Mixed, That's yeah. your Kyle. The rebel one, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's that's unfortunate. Oh well, maybe I'll try and play it sometime in a nice casual store championship of three people. You can build a fun six Kyle Katarn deck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, he was in Legends of the Rebel, Kyle. No. <laughs> but anyway, no, no, I really like, I really like uh, Jedi Kyle. He's very good. Um, I didn't really. Do you like him as a one of or? No, oh, no, no, no. I play two of him. Every... As a Kyle. Oh, every time, every time. I don't think I've played a deck without like since he's come out that didn't have four of him. Now that I think about it, yeah, I don't think I ever have. I, I I just really like Heroes and Legends. I really like Ron's guidance, and I really like his ability itself. Him turn one feels kind of bad sometimes because he just deals like two damage, doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, but like 
Heroes and Legends, it's you. Can, my every deck that I've made on like Jedi side, I've tried to make combat math as impossible as possible. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I wanted, I wanted people to look at it and be like, "Well, he's got a Heroes and Legends up, two resources, like a Yoda and a Kyle out, or like a Luke and a Kyle out, like and a handful of cards that could possibly be edge cards. Like what could possibly happen in this fight? There's no way that you can play against that. Mm. There's not because there's a million things that it could be. It could be another Luke. It could be another Kyle. I could have Force Rejuve. Like who knows, right? Um, that's why I'm a really big fan of that. Uh, so my deck was like two Kyles, uh, two Lukes, two Yodas. She's not a Twi'lek, but the, the Jedi Lady of the Edge 2 one. Trissa. Trissa. Yeah. Two of her, and then two Kuron. Yeah. And then the, that made combat math just impossible. Mm-hmm. Especially with like uh, Trissa's... She's pretty heavy hitting. Oh yeah, her zero drop too, um, that like lets you move a commit to another guy. Uh, oh, with, yeah. yeah, with May the Force Be With You during the combat. Also, impossible to play around. Um yeah, and then because Kyle's pod has echoes, yeah. and so does hers, and she needs you to have more committed guys. And like the one objective that I did read before Star Wars or before Gen Con, because I literally do not keep up with the game hardly at all. Um, I read the the Vader one that you had to place a focus token on a guy, oh, and like yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I already had uh, nudges, and then like Twi'leks and in Luke's pod, the little Twi'lek loyalist guy. But then her pod comes with Lost Masters, which are like super good at soaking those things Mm -hmm. because that's just a one drop that lets you just soak a token and he's committed to the Force. So you can just crap on Vader's objective all day by just on that guy and it doesn't doesn't matter. You hardly ever use him anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that worked really well. But yeah, I will, I think I'll always run to Kyle. Like, I like to make combat math impossible for people and there's there's no way to play around all that crap so it's like nobody can especially love him he's like my favorite unfinished business target team yeah like nobody can like put me on cards like they can't be like oh this guy's got the the like the move the like move the force or move the commit guy or he's got another kyle in his hand like they they might know that i have another kyle but like you can't put people on cards especially you generally assume but yeah yeah like especially when you're redrawing so many cards and like having kuron plus heroes and legends doesn't feel fair so good. I've been there. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> protect a couple damage. Yeah, and then ooh, and then just like whoops, whoop them out, <laughs> and then like yeah, that just like doesn't feel fair. And then like you get another shield trigger too. Like it's yeah, like uh, there's so many games that I've ended in one turn where like I've not been monstrously ahead or anything, and I've just ended it in one turn because Heroes and Legends is stupid. Mm. Like oh, play Yoda, you seek Yoda, and like you just don't play the Yoda in your hand too. Like it, if you have a Yoda, you seek Yoda, and you have a Heroes and Legends out. You just don't play the Yoda in your hand. You go get one Heroes and Legends. That's just stupid. Yeah, Luke's targeted strike is stupid. Like, Force Rejuve plus being able to commit guys with May the Force and taking off focus tokens during combat. I, I like stupid. the other Luke. Like... Chuck Luke? Wait, yeah, because you can, you can like, bring him in, have his lightsaber, strike twice, Heroes and Legends him, bring the lightsaber back. Yeah, Chuck Chuck Luke's a lot of fun too. I just like that I can't get past targeted strike though. It's like you, too. You bad. need the resources too in that list because Heroes and Legends doesn't have resources, so that's why you go with core core Luke. Yeah, and like the the targeted strike's really good in that too because and and it, um what's it uh may the not may the force be with you uh, one that removes a focus trust your feelings like trust your feelings plus that plus being able to like move a commit to them and remove the focus and then just heroes and legends i mean you can do like eight damage targeted strike in one swing mm. so it seems kind of silly but yeah i didn't do like a ton of reading the one guy i did read that i was super afraid of was the blow up an objective emperor 
which I never saw. The one where you blow up an objective and, and you can like steal it. Three that was, that was like my secondary <laughs> deck. I was sitting back on. Like I had a deck with like that and enforced loyalty because like all the light side players took twist out of their deck just about. Mm-hmm. So I just get like his mission or like the sixty six mission or whatever like two away and just sit back and blow it up on defense and then like steal our guys. Yeah, like I read that guy and I texted. I texted one of my friends and I was like, I feel like this guy's just gonna destroy me at Gen Con. <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm, like, not preparing for this or something. Because, like, if you're behind and the light side goes all in and swings with both of their guys, and then you just drop him and another unit, or just him, and take out an objective or two, how does the light side come back from that? Like, you've just taken one or two of their best characters. And, like, I don't I don't know what the unique rule is for Star Wars, but can, like, can you play a Yoda if I have your Yoda? No. 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 Okay. So, like, <laughs> like, that also seems like you could pigeonhole people. And, like, mind you, that's also me, though, because I play four Kyles. So I'm like, oh, my God, they'll take my Kyle, and I'll never get <laughs> I'm <burned. laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, like, I read that guy, and I thought he was going to be a really big deal. Because I thought about mm-hmm. all the times, like, I've been at, like, four points, and just, like, if I wanted to blow up two objectives right now, I could. Mm-hmm. But I don't do it, because I'm not going to win the game from doing it. But if you do it with him, you probably win the game. Like, even it doesn't take you to 12 points or whatever, but mm-hmm. you're just going to take the two best guys. And, and like, they're... Those combat tricks are insane, too, in those pods. They're the, really, really weird, but they're good. The problem yeah, is, is the other two palps are also really, really good, oh, right? Yeah. Like, that's the problem. So, like, as much as I want to play the two newest palps, core palp, just force lightning. Just give me that shit all or, or, or both. Yeah. Yeah. Dark side needs heroes and legends. Like heroes and legends. Dark side don't need heroes and legends. Dark Please, side don't side. <laughs> it would be awesome, but they don't need it. I want a heroes and legends. My palp, dude. When he gets two damage on him, God. just boop, boop. God help heroes us if Brad's with Brad wins worlds. We're all doomed. Oh yeah, you guys are gonna get a dark side heroes. No, nope. it's gonna have four Mara Jades in it. <laughs> so, um, Josh, then you mentioned, you mentioned briefly that 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 you were considering that deck on the back burner with the with the palpy take control of units. Um, talk to us about your your thought process there in pitching that deck and not bringing it in favor of Ice Trompers. So, like, that deck kind of needs to survive. Yeah. Like, because they're, at least when I had built, like, it, its early defense wasn't that great. So if people actually were on something like vehicles, which I actually was expecting vehicles to be a bit more of a thing. Okay. Because I didn't really have time to test with too much of the new vehicle stuff. So it was always, like, in the back of my mind. So the, the SIF deck I ended up building, there was only, like, four or five cards that didn't work on vehicles like that were character only yeah like most of the most of the tricks i was doing just could kill anybody so okay and the and testing that deck had never lost a game so i'm like i'm just going with it wow the one i took and how how long did you both test before before gen con Do do you guys play together i don't know actually where in the country you guys both live um, no, I don't really, like, honestly play much at all. Like, virtually zero. I play store championships if we have like one at our store. Yeah, right before Worlds and Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them I, like, I got that message. Yeah, I'm like, every time before any big event, I'm like, uh, is there anything stupid I have to worry about? Like, I'm just worried about, like, somebody just being like, oh, like, if the Boba Fett thing didn't get, like, eroded right away, like, somebody be like, oh, you can move Boba Fett and capture a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I have no idea. And then, like, I remember the last year at Gen Con, I showed Tom my list, and I was playing Navy, or I was playing Pilots. Yeah, I was playing Dark Side Pilots with Boba and like DS and all that shit. And then I was playing Light Side <laughs> Jedi, and I hand, I hand it to you, and you look at it, and you're just like, oh, seems fine. You know, like it didn't even acknowledge it. It was just like, oh, yeah. seems fine. It says and I was Jedi, like, well, okay. you're done. 
Yeah, they're good cards. Yeah. Like, just yeah. play the good yeah. cards. Oh, seems fine. But yeah, then I got into the top. When I got into the top sixteen that year, that was awful because like everyone was on Kuran. Everyone had an attachment, and I was like, "This is miserable. I am just miserable <laughs> right now." Yeah, I think I took. I think I ended up like fifth or something in that event. But yeah, it was just, it was so miserable. Like the main rounds, I was like, a, I was like, like eleven and one. Mm. Yeah, I was eleven and one because Flip came up to me and he's like, "Who's this? Guy? Who's Brad Emmett? <laughs> like, who's this guy?" And I was like, "It's like, oh, that's me." I'm like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Flip." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, I never met him, and I walked away, and then later, you told me, Tom told me, he's like, oh, yeah, he runs Flip the Forest. And I was like, oh, that's why you call him Flip. I get it now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then, like, yeah, so that's well, basically. You mentioned, like, like, fantasy play, organized play, then he, he will flip out. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be flipped. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's, that's, like, my preparing is I text Tom and Josh and make sure that there's nothing like super awful that I don't know about that's just going to pound me into the dirt yeah. but well, see when I do that Tom just says it's me it says Andy you're super yes. awful yeah. well my light side deck doesn't change really because it's like when you have Kyle good Kyle Katarn sorry <laughs> taking up four <laughs> slots of deck <laughs> like it's, you don't have a lot of room and then all your objectives pretty much have to be two of so you can swap guys so like occasionally I might change oh like oh I put in Leia mm. oh that's some stick tech boys <laughs> like yeah it's it doesn't change very often but I, I like the, the the one that I just told you about earlier Sorry. that build I think I'm locked into until something better comes out I mean Kuran's stupid mm. that Twi'lek can be really stupid they're all it's all just abusive cards so yeah. they'll let you cheat my light deck was like my regional deck from 2014 or something like that maybe it was it was a while before ago. the restricted list before the restricted yeah oh no no it been yeah 20, it was my regional deck from like the year before and then for dark side um the so the navy deck that i played this was funny like i didn't text you guys about regionals but i went to the regionals at the roseville center and like no one told me that like the navy damage your own objective play a guy for cheap objective existed so like when i yeah so i i i won that regional without that objective by the way yeah and i put in thrun and nita instead of that that was my navy list but yeah (laughs) so like this is why i text people because no one tells me this stuff so like if i i didn't text tom and i didn't text josh so i'm i'm there like boop 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 this navy deck seems good and then i'm playing a guy who was also playing navy in like the top two and like turn one he like damages objective four times just plays like a capital ship and i was like oh huh didn't read that one. <laughs> and he plays you Lard, and I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. But yeah, I think you, like, you looked over at Eric and said, hmm, you might want to do something about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems and fair. Then, yeah, I was like, that seems completely balanced. But yeah, yeah, you were there for that. I forgot about that. But yeah, and it's like. Yeah, I showed up in the evening. Yeah, and then I was like, because like, yeah, right when he did that, I was just like, I thought about that. I was like, man, how did I miss that? I was like, how did I make it this far? Like, that would have been like the second pass. Like, holy god! But yeah, no, I just didn't read it. Like, I was like, "Oh, Nita seems cool." And then like, <laughs> and then like Thrawn too. I was like, I like Thrawn a lot, so I played Thrawn, and I was like, "Oh, Thrawn seems great." But yeah, when that guy did that, I was just like, "Huh, I feel like a complete idiot now." <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played basically the same thing with just like Thrawn and Nita. I really like Nita. I had Nita go in and kill an objective at Gen Con. Double fist, unopposed, five damage. Nita went to pound town. <laughs> oh Fair enough. Wow. 
value you need. Yeah, so I basically played the same deck from that regional yeah. where I was an idiot and didn't play the better version. But that was so funny because like when the restricted list came out, I was like, oh, none of this affects me. <laughs> well, I feel slightly different. Oh well, <laughs> but yeah. So and uh, doctrine one per turn. Yeah, so, a bit of a question then for all four of you, because I know uh, I know Mick and, and Tom very well and their answers to this, so it's going to be interesting getting a broad spectrum. Uh, what will it take you guys to to change the decks that you, you know and love? So I know, for example, Tom, you're a big advocate of just play the good cards no matter what they are. So it feels like you don't have an emotional attachment to a particular deck like maybe Brad does. Uh, light side, I'm still playing my world's list. I switched red five for... Uh... No, yeah. Yes, I switched red five for crow right. briefly. But um it's just nothing just nothing's that's... come out that's made you think I don't want to play this anymore. No, I mean I haven't played a ton since Origin, so by worlds, uh there might be some changes. Mm. Okay. I'm not gonna tell you guys that. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I haven't figured that out yet, right. to be honest. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mick, how about you? I know when we, uh, a couple of rounds into Worlds 2015, a lot of people were looking over their shoulders and thinking, is Mick playing the goddamn Trench Run deck again? Yes. <laughs> and yes, he was. Uh, how about you? you Without Trench Run. Do you, well. do you have an attachment to, to any particular cards? Do you do you find it difficult to step out of a compass yes. zone when... He has an attachment He, he likes the Granny Chasing. He, he I like what? Shields. shields. Granny Chasing. Granny Chasing. <laughs> Secrets of Yavin 4 is up there with the best pods in the game. Like, I've run double secrets of Yavin for it every single Worlds and made top 16 at every single Worlds. Double secret of Yavin for... Like, even if, even if you don't see any of the cards... No lower than fourth, ever. So, I don't know. Lightsaber deflection and shields and protection is really good. Yeah. But I might move away from it this year. I don't know. Uh... Worlds, like, prepping for Worlds is pretty exhausting for me mentally. Just, I don't even really want to do it so much. It's like, uh, where's the new idea? Because I want to I want to do well. Like, I, I want to make t- top 16 again and be one of the few people who have done that every single year. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to do it with a really fun deck, too. So when it gets to be store championship season and to some extent regional season, although I wasn't able to make a regional this year, I like to cut loose more and play different kinds of decks. Like May the Force Be With You usually goes in there, so the deck uh, just has enough turns to find what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. But the last one where I was trying Sabine with Farlander and Hobby, I think Josh also came up with the exact same list that I was thinking of. Uh, she's fun. Sabine's a lot of fun. I've not played with her yet, actually. Which one's Sabine? Sabine um, she's like gives econs. Yeah. No, she's not a pilot. Oh. So she, okay. she's one of the specters. She's a three-drop. She's got a resource. She has three health, so that's all good. She's got two bombs, a gun. But you can spend a resource to give another unit, unit icons. And I mean, if they're a Jedi, they get a gun. If they're a smuggler, they get a bomb. And Rebel gets tactics, black. Ooh. If you put the war paint on them, they get all three. Ooh. Mm. So the so idea it seems like, quite good. Very <laughs> uh, balanced. Swings, attack for two bombs, two guns, a tactics, pitch hobby, attack again, stay on target, hobby back. I think like, I think a big part of like Star Wars deck building honesty, from what I've seen, is people play pet decks, and I think it goes a long way. 
like I think of like I me playing the same deck every every time I do something basically like the same light side deck equals I don't make a lot of mistakes yeah. because I played it so much and like I know the ins and outs I know all the cards I can draw yeah. like I know all the combat tricks same like DS I have to switch quite a bit but like I think light side pretty much a lot of my gameplay around that is based around pet decks like I I will play four Kyles probably until I'm not playing anymore mm-hmm. or they make or a way cycles. to blank my objectives or it cycles <laughs> or it cycles yeah or they make a way to blank objectives on the light side or something like that would honestly be really good in the game right now I feel is something to blank light side objectives um, like if you made it like like a Tarkin or a Shadows of the Empire sure no I mean like a lot like just straight blank all of them uh, like a dirty secrets. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think, like pet, I think playing pet decks just goes like a, a really long way. Because like Mike, you or Mick, sorry, Mike, Mick, Mick, you do good with trench run every time you play it, right? Yeah, I haven't played it for a while. I mean, some of it too is once you get locked into a build, you know, having that pet deck of just practicing it over and over so you know all of the tricks. Because uh, as much as you practice, you'll wind up being in some kind of game at Worlds Tournament where you're looking at your hands like, you know, I've practiced this deck a lot, but it's showing me a combination of cards that I have not, that it hasn't shown me before. We're out of book. We're out of book. We're out of book. Yeah, I remember looking at one of my hands like, can I really just play a turn one control room, a mouse droid, and a rule by fear? Yes. Yes, you can. Be <laughs> okay. It turns out. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he, he plays no Degaba Trading Ground. Luke, you bounce it, and you're like, oh, it all makes sense now. And I still <laughs> yeah. The uh, I think the big thing is how well you know your deck and how well you can pilot it. Just like everybody at Worlds last year, hundred percent just expected Navy to dominate, right? Mm-hmm. And it did. Navy was really, really good. I think there was something like 12 out of the 16 top players were playing Navy. But you don't need to be on Navy. Like, you don't need to be playing what people think is the best deck. You just need to be able to play a deck that you can pilot 100% every time. You know, like, and that ends up being Sith most of the time for me and Scum most of the time for Josh and some kind of troll shit for Mick, (laughs) whatever he depends on to say, you know. Jarek. Jarek's good. He might make a comeback in 2016. He clears a cannon board. That's that's absolutely true. Uh, I mean, oh, rule by fear doesn't do that. No, no. that's no it. Way. Moment of triumph. <laughs> uh, so, Josh, how about you? Finally, what what will it take for you to to move away from your beloved freeholders? Do you think? Uh, Vader. Uh, Vader. <laughs> oh, the Join event. Me. The event. Join uh, yeah. Yeah, so that 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 pod's playing. Uh, it's and more annoying to play against than it really looks like on paper. Like the the whole smuggler Jedi thing. Like I play a lot against um, Matt uh, Metropolis on the board, yep. and he yeah, like I can't have Falcon money anymore because his objective overlocked my objectives. My best edge cards get ripped away. My freeholder gets stolen. It's no. It's bad times. That 5-0 first commander is not bad either. Yeah, you have to, like, you can play around him, but you have to play around him. Like, you have to have some type of answer, and if they don't have it, then he can just shut them out. Mm-hmm. Like, the 5 first commander and a black tactics, if they don't have a, an answer, you're not doing anything that turn. Yeah. Okay, so 
Sounds like... Will that be out? Is Vader out? For the Four Worlds? Yeah, he's out now. He's out now. God, yep. I need to play he's more. Out. I mean, in this country. I need to play more. Or go to Spain, where it's been out for two years. Yeah. Uh, wow, so... Okay, so expecting no freeholders from you at Worlds then. Good to know. Let me write that down. Um, and I know we've only got you guys for about another 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, so we've got a limited schedule, so I think... Uh, Actually, I should probably leave in about five uh, here. Okay, no problem. Yeah, uh, that's closing, but that's me. So uh, before we lose Mick then, Mick, do you, want, do you have any uh, any thoughts, anything you want to ask Josh and Brad before, before you head out um, in relation to the US scene, Origins and Gen Con? Uh, I'm always amazed by Josh's lists. He's very creative. How much random jank do you play, and why do you do that, Josh? <laughs> You're a man very close to my heart. Yeah, so like worlds, like we get our we get our serious games out of the way in the tournament, and then th- this actually happened at, at worlds. Mick and I got paired first round in Thrones, and like as a turn one or something, I scoop and we just switch to Star Wars, and we. <laughs> Like, I have, like, two serious decks, and, like, the rest of my boxes is bullshit decks that of random stuff, like, mill for both sides or, you know, whatever. And uh, Nick usually has something similar built. Scotty usually has weird stuff built to get some fun games in. The, the game, like, has a lot more depth than people think. Like, just inside the um, competitive field. Like, if you go outside of that, there's all kinds of fun to be had. Mm. Especially with some of the new Rebel, Rebel characters. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that Kyle guy? Well, I won't go that yeah. far. He, he, he doesn't make it into your Rebel list, does he, Josh? Uh, I, I have one together with it where my Mothma fuels out um, capital ships because there's a lot of money in that pod. There's like five really? resources. Yeah. I mean, you can actually, like, if she's committed, that, that like one copy of that pod can generate like six resources for you in a turn. <laughs> it's not a council episode without the cat. The cat is spoken. <laughs> Correct. Cat's like six it's resources. Saying, oh, yeah, damn. mission to tally. That's a good pod after all. Yeah, hey. it's, it's in a capital. I mean, hey, hey, think of, you can get like the dream setup. You know, where you solidarity her out. You use Judder's objective to echoes her in the force and still get her discount. Turn one. You know, it's no. It's, but silly stuff like that, trying silly stuff like that, I mean, sometimes you find something real, like trying to blow up a trench with shields and Ewoks and lizards. Yeah, sometimes. You other have to times start you just play the good cards. Less stupid. You just play the good cards. The, the other good thing about playing, like, trying to play all the pods and just janky stuff is that you won't, like, if you come against, like, some innovative random list, like, you know already, like, you what... You know what some of those cards yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, again, I hadn't even played you at that Worlds, and I had actually picked a weaker side on purpose to try to, like, manipulate it if we got paired uh, that I wouldn't have to play against oh, that, that, that light side, and it ended up not working, and I had to play against that light side. But, like, going into the shuffle, like, I'm like, all right, the weenies are going to come. I need Vader and a bunch of chokes to even have a chance. Didn't happen. Yeah. Early Vader with... Force chokes every turn is how you keep that small, but that doesn't that that happens maybe ten percent of the games I, I found. Mm. I don't know. The games actually feels in a really really good place. Uh, I play some competitive decks, and 
like one of them wins three times in a row. I'm like, this is the deck. I'm going to play this deck. And <laughs> I made deck mode. Yep. <laughs> I feel like we're half a second from seeing a cane come out. Yeah. You yeah. Out. <laughs> it wins three games in a row. And I was like, this is the deck. I'm going to play this deck. Is that the cat with the sign? <laughs> the sign that says goodbye. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. We're out. Okay. Bye, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen <laughs> pleasure having you uh, i look forward to hearing the rest of this one yep we'll take a quick break and uh, reorganize the cameras and come back very quickly so see you mick okay so an impromptu loss of mick there we'll continue on as just the four of us uh, and move straight into um the uh, guest <laughs> topics so uh, as you guys know each episode the, the guests we have on bring a topic for discussion of both myself uh, tom and mick uh, just to get some new juices flowing. So, Brad, what did you bring to the table this time around? Uh, so I wanted to talk about just like a little bit about sportsmanship, I guess, if you don't want to call it sportsmanship, or more just like, I don't know, how to handle, handling certain situations with players, player interaction. Okay. So like one of the big reasons why I play Star Wars is honestly this community, like I'm not a giant part of it. I don't like participate in like a bunch of forums or anything, but every time I go to an event, I want to say that the average player that plays Star Wars is nicer than every other game I've played. Like, LCGs in general, I usually just have that vibe. Like, when I started playing Fantasy Flight games, everyone handles things a lot differently. I remember the first time I was at, like, the FFG headquarters, people were playing Thrones Melee, and they were, like, sitting around drinking wine, like, bullshitting and stuff like that, and that's, like, an event. Mm -hmm. That's a caliber event with winners. Like, oh, okay. Like, that seemed a little bit weird, but, yeah, the average player just seems to be nicer, and I think a lot of that has to do with... um, like, there's not ginormous stakes involved. Unlike Magic, where, like, making the Pro Tour and making thousands upon thousands of dollars is an incentive. Like, with this game, it's all prestige. Like, you're playing for prestige. Um, so, like, a lot of it, too, I feel I feel there's less cheating as well um, with that. Because you have... Like, if you're playing for prestige, if you get caught cheating, all of that's gone. Mm. But, like, with Magic, you still have the money, right? Like, if you made a bunch of money playing Magic, you still have the money. Yeah. Whatever. But with this game... Like, if you get deemed a cheater, it's a lot different. The community is a lot smaller. Everyone knows everyone. So it's, like, every single person that you played cards with knows that you cheated. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just, like, that That got like, the Conquest guy. Like, I'm not even, like, in the Conquest community, and I know about that guy. Like, I know what happened. I've heard the story, and I have nothing to do with that community. So it's, like, I think it's a little bit different. But, yeah, like, sportsmanship in general. So, like, I guess to go through some stories, uh, Gen Con for me this year was actually the worst experiences I've had playing Star Wars as far as that goes. Every other time, I have, like, nothing but glowing, I guess, reviews. Star Wars has been fun. It's my fun game. I like to play it. I have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, But this year was really rough. Uh, One of the matchups... I I guess the first place to start... We had to play. Yeah, I had to play you, and I was just... But anyway, um, I guess that's how I, I feel every time I have to play Josh. Yeah, just, you just want to like shave your beard. That's how everyone feels so when they have to play you, Tom. <laughs> but I just cheat, I just cheat against Tom constantly, and then he just tells me that I'm cheating. And I argue with him, and then he points to the card, and makes me read it, and I'm like, oh, "That's hey, happened." Hey. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can't do that. Read the card. He's like, "Oh shit." Yeah, I tried to play. I tried to play two force jokes in one turn, and then Tom's like, "Dude, you can't do that." And I like, I like. Just mentally, the first response was like, why? Like, what do, what do you mean? Why I can't do that? What do you mean? And he, and he just points at the card. He's like, just read it. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm an idiot. That's that was like the head. first time we met, too. I was like, yeah. all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so, um, but anyway, what I was going to go into was like play mistakes. Mm. If someone makes a play mistake, do you let them take it back? Okay. Just roughly, like, let's 
like like personally generally i do like i don't want to have the like win a game and have it be like oh he forgot to untap his yoda that's the only reason i want like i I just feel like crap like but it's required absolutely things like unfocusing right yeah if it's but that's not that's not people making a mistake. That's the game forcing you to yeah. apply the rules. Well, talking about like people making an actual like mistake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like what I kind? Was, like I was how? One or two freebies. Oh, ahead, I, I just it depends on what it is, right? Like like I declare something, somebody declares the combat engagement. Like I haven't defended yet, and they're like, "Wait, can I change that?" Yeah, I don't care. Nothing's happened, right? Do whatever you want. I don't care. Or can I pay with different resources? Yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like not no game state has changed. So, yeah, play the best game you can play. Like, like I don't care that you put down the token and then lifted your finger and you were like, oh, shit, I want to use a different resource. You know what I mean? Um, there's a difference from that to, like, I'm going to declare an engagement and then I'm going to see how you defend. And then you try to, like, switch your engagement. And it's like, well, now you've gained knowledge and now it's probably too late. You know what I mean? But... But 95% of the time, if it's something where no game state has changed, mm-hmm. like, absolutely. Or if it's like, you know, somebody passes and uh, I do my draw phase or whatever, and then they're like, oh, counsel. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, just take your card, you know. Or or a late, um, a late asteroid sanctuary, right? What I've noticed, though, with the Star Wars community, especially the higher-end Star Wars community, like, most players won't even ask for those take-backs. Like, somebody like Josh or David Tietze or you or any of the people here, like, we're the type of people who, like, we'll see it and we'll go, ah, fuck, we missed that. And we'll just move on. You know what I mean? But but most of the time, yeah, I would let something like that go. Because, I mean, even asking about that, like, puts you in a weird spot, like... Hey, I'm gonna make you look like a dick if you don't say yes. Like, I mean, if I fucked yeah. up, fucked up. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, it's so like what I was getting into with that is, um, I played a guy. There's, there's been two instances of this. One, I was remember, I was, it was actually at the regional where Eric was judging the guy. I let take back so much stuff. Eric was sitting by us watching the game. Eric told him no. Wow. Like he asked me so many times, and I just said whatever, whatever, whatever. That Eric, like the one, it was like probably like the twelfth time. The guy's like, hey, can I take this back? And Eric just looks at him and goes, no. And like I was like, well, like, uh, that whatever. is the limit. The, the limit yeah, is twelve. Yeah. <laughs> you just met it. Like if the judge tells you no, then it's no. It doesn't matter what I say. But yeah, um, so I was playing a guy, and he took back. He took back like a million things, like a million things. Um, at the end of the game, we're literally scooping our cards, hmm. and he says that he missed something. Like oh, but I missed to do this. Like you wouldn't be able to do that. I think it was like capturing a card out of my hand with caesar or whatever so i wouldn't have been able to heroes and legends or something yeah so we like go back i like have to take cards out of my discard pile and put them in my hand and like i'm like well i like i know what my hand is but you don't so i guess this is just honor system right like we're going back anyway so the game finishes and he looked at me and he was like yeah i just feel really bad about that and i was like okay and then i was like He's like just staring at the match slip, and I was like, just fill out the match slip however you feel is appropriate. And then he gave me both the wins, so that was that was good. This was like the good, the good. So, so wait, hold on. So he he scooped like essentially you guys thought the game was over. He scooped, and uh, yes. then and then Went back. We played we played it out. He won. And then he won. Okay, okay. Yes, and then we go to fill out the match slip, and then like he like wouldn't fill it out for like a minute. He just kind of sat there staring at it. And then he, like, I could tell he felt bad, like, obviously, because he had already picked his cards up. Like, I did, like, I had to, like, take my deck off of my discard pile and, like, put my hand back in and put dudes back out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and he was, like, 
I just told him, just fill out the match slip however you won't feel like shit about it. <laughs> and then he gave me both the wins. So that was that was good. That was the good, the good I guess, play. And then the ones that happened later were, like, just awful. Just awful. Um, one of the scenarios, the guy had a double-focused Emperor out and a Vader with one focus token on him. I played Kyle Katarn, put a focus token on the Vader. I went into combat, swung um, Heroes and Legends, put another focus token on the Emperor. This whole time I'm doing this, I'm pointing to the guy that I want him to put focus tokens on. I'm not saying anything. I'm just doot, 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 doot. So he's already put two focus tokens on by me just pointing. Mm. And then I Heroes and Legends again, I put one on the Vader, and I'd already done all my engagements. I pointed the Vader, and then he says, what are you doing? This was, this was his exact sentence. He goes to me, he says, when I put the I, Heroes and Legends of Kyle in, yeah. pointed the Vader, and then he says, what are you doing with the Kyle? And I was like, well, that's a very weird question, because I've already made three engagements. And, like, I, like, let that just kind of sit there for a second. Like, I thought he, I think he thought I had, a, like, in my head, he thought I had another combat to go. Yeah. Why would you say such a weird question? Like, what are you doing with that Kyle? Not, are you triggering Kyle's reaction? What are you doing with Kyle? And so, and I, in my head, I've already pointed to the Vader. So it's like, well, I have no more engagements. I already pointed to your Vader. Like, and then I'm like, all right, force phase. I'll go to commit Kyle. And like, as I'm committing Kyle, I look over and I see his Vader only has two tokens on it. Mm. And I'm like, your Vader should have three tokens on it. Like, I didn't say, like, I missed Kyle's trigger, or I screwed up, or can we go back? Like, I was just like, your Vader should have three tokens on it, not two. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. And he's like, no, you didn't trigger your Kyle. I asked you what you were doing with your Kyle. And I was like, asking me what I'm doing with my Kyle is not, are you triggering Kyle's reaction? Like, those are not the same question. I'm like, I pointed to your Kyle, I promise. Or I pointed to your Vader, I promise you. And then, like, Eric was there, but he was watching a different game, so I couldn't get any help there. Mm. And then, like... I was like, you understand what I was doing, right? I'm like, why would I have Heroes and Legends Kyle to not swing with him and then just commit him to the Force when I have a May the Force be with you out? And this was like, this was like up in the brackets. So it's like, the guy I'm playing is not bad, and he knows that I'm not bad. So it's like, and I was like, I promised you I pointed to him. He's like, no, you didn't. I didn't see it. And I was like, okay. I was like, are you sure that this is what you want to do? He's like, yes. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so his Vader only had two counters on it, removes him with a leak, goes, and then this is the point, this is what I wanted to talk about, is this point in the game is the point where I stop having fun. So this is when the game stops being fun to me. Because it goes from me having a good time, and everybody's nice and fun, to this. Like, maybe he actually didn't see it, but, like, he could make the assumption that I'm not a terrible player, and I wouldn't just activate Heroes and Legends for fun, right? Like, he could have just said, okay, I believe you, and moved on. Mm-hmm. But this is the point where, it, like, I turn and I go from having fun and, like, this is great to I just want to destroy my opponent. Like, I'm not having fun anymore. Like, I asked you if this is really what you wanted to do. You said yes. Like, I've moved past that now. Whatever. We're going to play the tightest game of Star Wars you've ever played in your life. Better not miss anything because I'm not giving it to you anymore. Like, so that's the example. Like, I let people take back so much so that Eric has to stop them from doing it. So much so that, like, I let people just, like, start a game back up that was over. Just so, like, they don't feel bad. I don't want my opponent to feel bad, like Tom was saying earlier. I don't want to feel bad, or Josh was saying. I don't want to walk away from the table and be like, I won this game because this guy missed this thing and I didn't let him take it back. Or I lost this game because I pointed to this guy's Vader and he didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a big difference, right, between forgetting to draw a card with Asteroid Sanctuary and, you know, 
doing a specific it's like it's like I play Force Rejuvenation, but I take away like and there's three focus tokens and I just remove two of them. Yeah. It's like th- I would never do that, right? Like I would never specifically put a like you might play a, a Kyle during a deployment um a deployment phase and forget to trigger it. But like if you're heroes and legends in the Kyle and there's no more conflicts, so you're literally just doing it for the reaction like yeah, that there's there's an assumption that can be drawn. Right, right, and that's and that's what it was for me. Is is like I look at intention. Like if I look, if I feel that the person was intending to do that, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Like go ahead, like Tom. Like if if you did that to me, and like even if I didn't see it, I would make the assumption that that's what you were intending to do because you're a good player. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you wouldn't have done know, like if, doing if, the heroes and legends for nothing, and then being like, huh? Why does your Vader only have two focus? T- like your Vader should have three focus tokens on it. Mm. Also, the the big thing, like the difference between what are you doing with your Kyle, and you know, where do you want? The are you using Kyle's reaction, yeah. or yeah. you know? Yeah, and like that's really that's really cryptic, right? Like, like why would you? Why why th- that that's how you say a sentence? Like that's how you say that without actually saying what you mean, like. Like if it was me and you, you'd be like, "Did you did you trigger Kyle rea- Kyle's reaction? I missed it." Like if he legitimately missed it, it should be, "Did you trigger Kyle's reaction? I didn't see it." Mm. Yeah. And then I say, "Yes, I pointed to Vader," and that's the end of that. Or like, then at least he's putting the honesty on me. Like I have to say yes or no. But like he saw me use the Heroes and Legends and put the Kyle into play. Like maybe he didn't see me point, but then saying, "What are you doing with Kyle?" Like, clearly he knew I had some intentions to do something with Kyle. Yeah. What those intentions were, he, I guess he didn't make a decision about it. I mean, but... I guess this is, is delving more into one specific game and one specific player's reaction. I think overall, as Tom said, the community's pretty good. At the, at the, top, oh, the top 16 yeah, like... at Worlds, it's going to be people and names that you recognize that I think will all go. They'll pick up a focus token without you asking and go, where, where do you want this focus from Kyle? I mean, I would even extend that to the top 17 at Worlds. Hmm. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, no. I, I think I, you have to bring it to, like, top 23 or something. I, I get that this is, like, a small minority of the players. Yeah. Because, like I said, every other experience I've had with Star Wars has but been great. But when it happens, it does create a, a very negative play experience. Yeah. Yes, it creates unfun. And it harks yeah. back to and something like, and like, you mentioned in a previous episode, Tom, is about being, I guess, being clear. Because uh, there's, there's, there's an onus on the, the other, other player in this example, Brad that you did that for a reason. But I'm fairly sure going forward you're not just going to point at things when you play Kyle anymore. I think there's an only well, to say, play Kyle, react, focus this guy. I mean, it wasn't like I was... I didn't make an active decision, like, I'm going to point and not say things because I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. Like, like the the way that I handle this game, like I said, it's, it's, it's different. Like, mm. I, I do want to win, mm. and I do enjoy winning, but, like, I'm not going to not let someone take stuff back. Yeah. Like, it, if, it, it doesn't matter. If, if it's top two, I don't care. Mm. Like, if I'm playing Tom in the top two, and he's like, oh, like, he probably wouldn't ask, but if he did, like, I would have no problem with it. I'm pretty... I'm pretty laxed on the the whole rule set for Star Wars. Like it's, you know, uh, unless I'm playing somebody who's essentially pulled some shit with me in the past, which has happened, right? And I remember things, and I know who who I want to keep in check and not, right? But otherwise, you know, it's kind of open. Um, but Thrones, I've I've felt like not that I dislike the community because I I love I love the Thrones community. I, I've I've met a lot of the players, and I and I like a lot of the people. But they're like, 
you know, like the whole um, duck thing. Like, if you take your unopposed, people are not letting you do reactions to winning. Oh, yeah, that's, you're not getting you're not getting your Tyrion gold. Th- that's how it works. <laughs> so, so when I play Thrones at major events, that's how I play. Like it is. That's how the community plays. You know, what Which I, mean? I think is maybe why I've less fun with that game and why I'd rather play Star Wars. It goes back to the other question, like. It also, I guess, depends on who I'm playing, right? Like, I played a game against Mark Kramer. Uh, we actually played two games at Origins. And, like, those games are like, oh, yeah, here's the tears, here's my unopposed, three power, this, that, whatever. Like, you just do your thing. Where, like, when you're playing another person, like, if I'm playing somebody I don't know, because I don't know everybody in the Thrones community, it's, like, step by step by step. And I've actually called, because people have called me out on stuff, I've called people out on, on stuff. Like, you take your unopposed power and then you try to trigger a reaction, it is what it is, you know, but that's that's the community, I feel like, I, you know. For me, I think, uh, Brad, the reason that Star Wars is a bit different to the other FFG games in terms of take-backs and friendly slash competitive play, I think it's purely down to the size of the community. Really, I think that drives everything. When I've gone to a Thrones tournament, I've gone through six rounds at Nationals and not known any of my opponents and just had to play by the letter of the law. Um, when I when I go to Worlds, once you get past, past round one, you're playing your mates because there's only a hundred of us tops that play at that level and that go to Worlds. Um, so I think that's that's the driving force really. Is you've got a thousand plus Thrones players who all want to make sure they do the best they can. They don't know each other, so their their common ground is the rule set. Whereas for Star Wars, you're gonna get it, you're gonna get paired. You know, in Thrones, you get randomly paired. And then I feel like it could, your chances of playing against someone who's like a dick or you're having an unfun game with her are mm. vastly larger. Yeah. Whereas opposed to Star Wars, you sit down with someone, I mean, you probably already know them and played against them. Yeah, the common ground is well, no longer the rule set, it's that I'm playing Josh. I really think the biggest thing is like the, the top, top, top level players don't even ask mm. anymore, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I would say like 15 out of 16 people probably would not even ask for a take back, you know, but like what, what happened, the big situation that, that Brad described wasn't a take back. It was, it was a miscommunication. It was a, there was an implied effect of, of doing something. And it was a miscommunication that like got resolved in kind of a shitty way. Right. Like that wasn't even, that example wasn't a take back, but from, from the top end players, like I don't even think take backs are really a thing for, for 15 out of 16 of the players. Like, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Are we going to talk about the graduated cup? We're going to move on. Yeah, Josh. So we've got two guests today. Uh, Josh, what's what's your guest topic? What do you want to chat about? Uh, I was going to see your guys' thoughts on the graduated cup order. It's bad. <laughs> I've never played one. Okay. I mean, for something like Worlds, I'm all right with it. My only problem was like I played in both Thrones and Star Wars, and both had graduated cuts at Gen Con. And those two tournaments took up, like, my entire Gen Con. Like, the graduated cut adding extra rounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, the graduated cut is not a problem if they do it correctly. Saying that we're going to take a graduated cut to this amount of players makes no goddamn sense. You make a graduated cut based on record. Record. So you tell people at the start of the day, you're going to need 10 wins, at least 10 wins, and 4 losses, and then you make day 2. Now you give everybody a bar to shoot for. Everybody's in the same boat. If you're, like, 9-3 and three or whatever, you know that you need to split to get into day 2. You can split with somebody. And then however many players that is just moves on to day 2. You set a record, not an amount. You don't say, like, we're going to take an extra 12 people. Because what does that do if, if the 
the twelfth person that you took and the thirteenth person had the same record. One of them's like one percent below on tiebreakers or something. Like that really guy sucks, screwed yeah. for no reason. Yeah. But it should just be if it was like everybody that's ten and four, we're taking all of you because then you know everybody at least has that record. See, you know? I I have a bigger issue with the graduated cut, and and it might not be valid anymore. So it was it was Origins and it was Thrones, and it was while IDs were still allowed. So IDs aren't allowed in Thrones anymore. Uh, Origins was the last major event where they were allowed, but um, on the first day, I essentially had a. Did Mick just rejoined? Hey, hey, hey! Is that gonna is that gonna surprise the Says hello. Yeah, and yes, that's gonna fuck with cameras. Oh, are you still uh, recording for the yeah. episode? Yeah, yeah. Like, Get out. <laughs> Put up okay. your little goodbye paper yeah. again. <laughs> are we are we cutting him or are you gonna fix the camera? Uh, uh, there we go. Sorry. There we go. Sorry. Masterful editing. Continue. Uh, you did a great job of interrupting. Tom. <laughs> interrupting. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So reset, Andy. Do some do some magic. No. Fuck it. Oh. Edit. Go. Magic. Andy. Right, fuck it. People no. know I'm magical. So if, if they if they've hung with us for this long, they can deal with a. This know, is this is true. Minute. This is true. So, um, all up. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> you will in, uh, be. at the at the Origins Thrones tournament, um, the first day I went three two. It was just a bad day, but that got me to the graduated cut, and their graduated cut was like two more rounds before a top eight cut, and I was like the twenty seventh seed or something ridiculous, and I'm like with only two more rounds, like even if I win out. I don't. Oh, think you that, have a, yeah, you have zero percent chance. I was like, I was like, yep. you know, without doing the math, I was like, I'm pretty sure even if I don't, even if I win out, I have no chance. And I kind of tried to do the math, but because of IDs, it was the math was weird. And uh, and I figured it out that I was like, oh, it, it was very very low chances. And and I played it out, and I won both games, and I was like tenth. And both me, I think John Hur was ninth, and I was tenth. And both of us were short on points. The eighth place person had more points, but it was because from eight up, every single person had at least one ID. I didn't. Okay, you were six one. I, I, it was either they were six one or they had an ID. I whatever. Um, but like that was a really bad graduated cup because like asking somebody to come back and play more games the next day with a zero percent chance to actually make the cut, mm. if they had done. If but they, to be fair, you did have a chance at winning prizes. You're fighting for gold tokens. Yeah. yeah, like you did take top 16, so you got something for it. I agree with you. What they should do is just reset the scores. But what that could do is the person who's number one seed could not make it. I don't know if they should reset the scores, but either either you need to do three rounds. So the person that's in, if you're letting 32 people in, if the person that's in 32nd place goes 3-0, they should be able to make the cut. I think. I don't I don't know. Otherwise, I guess you're right that there well, was. They, t- did, they did three rounds at Gen Con. Okay, they only did two at Origin, so maybe they maybe they learned slightly from this already. Well, it was also like eighty players versus two hundred some players. How exactly do these graduated cuts work? So here's they the made, other. Here's they made the other it up point. as they went. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like <laughs> day one. Me that. Day one has like one less round of Swiss. Okay, and like day two will have like two rounds the next day. So you're, overall, you're doing like one extra round of Swiss total, but not everyone is doing that. Those uh, like last few rounds. Like, I, I, the other thing the is... Now, is that Swiss. last round, when you come back you're in, for those final two rounds of Swiss, is it still like 
first and second matched against each other, or is yeah, it? Yeah, well, first okay. And here's the other thing too. Uh, I don't know if they're going to fix this or not. In Thrones, I didn't confirm if it happened in Star Wars. On the in the extended cut, you could replay against someone that you played on day one. You yeah. could do that in Thrones. I played against the same guy, yeah. which was hilarious because he. I then knew that he didn't have Wildfire Assault or March to the Wall, so I set up Link, Little Finger White Tree Rose Road. Yeah. And it was like, oh, <laughs> then turn one meager to him, and he's like, <laughs> oh, that uh, that actually happened to me at Origins. I played against Kramer twice, but that yeah. was cool because I wanted to play Kramer. Like, that was, he beat me the first game, so I needed my revenge, and I crushed him the second game. It was fun. so, um, yeah, and then against, uh, so I don't know if it'll happen in Star Wars because that's pretty big. Like, having to replay someone in Thrones. Again, that goes to, like the luck thing. So if you have bad luck in Thrones, you're only playing one game per round. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's like another the reason I feel like a luck factor. And in Star Wars, even if like your deck craps out and you one game, you can still win the other game and come out with a split and be alright. Yep. Unless you're like, you know, in the final match and but, have a fear uh, that's on the line to catch make up. So like the graduated cut that they did, I feel like they just announced an amount of players that they were taking based on the amount of people that were in the event, which is okay. But at the same time. What I was saying that you should do is just take people based on a record. So, like, say you have to be ten and four to be able to make day two. What so they, then everybody what, knows what they're doing. They know where they need to be, like, to make day two. And then splits will happen to get people to that record. But if you're like, if you're not to that record yet, and you need a sweep, you have to play. Like everybody knows it's clear, it's concise. Everybody with the same record goes, so nobody gets screwed by having like a one percent tiebreaker. Like you'll have either one less win. Well, in Star Wars, you'll have just one less win. So you what? didn't get there because you had one less win than you needed. Brad, at, uh, what they what they did for the graduated cut was they basically said, like, top 16 make it, and then whatever the record is of the 16th guy, they'll take up to 16 more guys that... 16 that more, 16 more players that are at that exact point value. But it, it's because it's up to 16 more players, right? If there's only eight players with that record, they'll do a graduated cut with 24... But if there's 17 people, then one guy with that record gets cut out, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I agree with you that if you just if you just said, you know, you need 10 wins to make the graduated cut, that's a lot more of a, you know, simple, just, you know, you know what you need in the last round, you know, like. Well, also, if it's like if you need 10 wins and you have eight wins, you can just split twice. Like, you're going to save people time and headaches. Like, you're not going to have to, like, we're all good players. We probably had to do this convincing your opponent that doesn't know how splits work that they're okay. Mm. Like, that they're going to be fine and make the top. I've had to do this. It was kind of close in Star Wars. We split um, the final round of extended, and I I ended up (laughs) 8C. Yeah, but, like, you were were probably talking to someone else who knew what they were doing. I'm talking, like, earlier, like, or if somebody gets there that you don't really know that isn't in the community and they don't understand splits, like, it's hard to explain that. But if they're just like, oh, yep, you need ten wins, then when you have eight wins, you can be like, hey, if we split and then you split your next round, you're guaranteed in. And, like, people wouldn't be like, eh, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe we should just play. They would just do it because they're guaranteed in. So, So, Brad, I heard a story because I wasn't at the uh, Roseville Regional. Oh Although I did come up, I did, I did show up later after basically the cut. I played two and a half total games of Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, because you drove event. in, what is it, like a five-hour drive? Three. It's only three. Oh, okay. Oh, only three wow, this this story got really so, so, so you drove in, you had a round one buy from a store championship. Mm-hmm. You swept. Swept somebody. Swept. You, were, uh, you swept twice? I thought, 
So what I heard was you swept somebody. Oh, yeah, it was only four rounds. A friend. So it was it's swept. like, well, this isn't good for yeah. us, so we ID. Yeah, and it, then, was, it was by sweep, wow. split, split. And then in the top, it was yeah. like... So uh, it was like you only played one match of the first yes. of Swiss. Yes. Because at the very end of Swiss, the top four players were all at least four points ahead of anybody else. Yeah, and then I and then it was win win ID. win I think or something like because it, it was top four so I had, it was WM or whatever and I, I ended up playing it was like two and a half or three and a half games it wasn't a lot but like the the one where I split with my buddy we just played anyway like I can't get my buy round back obviously I just sat there at the fantasy flight headquarters and ate mac and cheese or whatever <laughs> and, and then but yeah I I took like one one actual split and then it was just win 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 or whatever and. Yeah, Worlds I split a lot too, or not Worlds Gen Con this year I split a lot too. But yeah, that's that was the problem though. Is that like you have four rounds, you have almost no people. That's Star Wars suffering from not having a large player base. And like when you have a buy to a tournament that has like eighteen people or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's a huge advantage. And then like if you sweep your first round, you're like guaranteed into top eight if you just split twice. Yeah, or top four or whatever. So. Graduated cuts, whether it's it's to a number of people based on the attendance of the tournaments or a, a points value, like, like Brad has suggested. T- taking a step back, explain to me why we should do that at all and rather than just play six rounds of Swiss instead of five and two and just have a top cut. I mean, in theory, it kind of benefits. Like, Worlds last year, I was on the bubble with you. Like, I, I had the points to get in, but not the strength of schedule mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, two of my losses were in, like, the first two rounds. And one like one of the people I ended up playing is like you know a, a bad shuffle, and I got like pretty bad strength of schedule off of it. And so, I mean, in theory, it kind of helps people feel better about being on the bubble because they had more of a chance. I think it really comes down to they don't want six rounds; they want seven rounds. They just don't want to make everybody play seven rounds in one day. Mm-hmm. So instead of making everybody play seven rounds in one day, you have everybody play five, and then you do two in a cut for the second day, which is a lot, you know, it's, it's, if you're going to have a chance at the cut, I'm cool going back and playing two more rounds. That's why I was saying, I feel like whoever makes the graduated cut, whatever that break point is, I feel like the last place person, if they just win out, however long the graduated cut is, they should have a chance at the top, Mm -hmm. but, and maybe, maybe they would have in Thrones if there wasn't IDs, you know what I mean? Like the IDs definitely screw up the math. Um, but it doesn't feel like to me anything really changes there. So a five and two versus a, a normal six round Swiss. At the end of five rounds in a, in a graduated cut, you've made it and you've got the chance at the top 16 on day two if you play well in those two rounds. When at the end of five rounds in a normal six round tournament, me and Josh were probably looking at Worlds last year going, we need to do well in this final round to make the cut. Nothing's changed. It's just you're, you're setting back your expectation a day and having it on the Well, Sunday. so much of that actually depends, too, on just who and did you play against at what points in time. Mm-hmm. So I've been running a lot of the local um, tournaments at FFG, and come February or so, like, we were lucky. We, we generally have about six people show up. Um, the player base was larger than that, but some people couldn't always make it. Uh, we've been tremendously fortunate that we're up to about 10 to 12 people on average during the summer so like we picked up four new players who have all bought into the game so it's it's a lot bigger so we're routinely doing um uh, four rounds of swiss now 
and just time-wise can't do a cut to top four. Like I'm not staying there until nine o'clock at night. But four rounds of Swiss and scoring it. So I could use Tome, but sometimes the thing kind of craps out. So I've been like doing this crazy graph theory thing, charting everything, and a bunch of really interesting stuff happens during Swiss. So, and it's become more and more apparent that like you'll get the dominant, like a dominant player who wins just more games than others will come out of the top, but who makes it in. And if people are tied, uh, it's so dependent on who they were matched up against in the first, so, round. uh, in the first round. Yeah. And also what round their losses came in. Yeah. If you're Swiss loss, right. if you take a loss in Swiss really early, your, your tiebreakers are just awful. <laughs> right. so if, you, if you go into that kind of thing, four rounds of Swiss. And if you have a buy that, that, as you the said, buy, yeah, the buy a huge you advantage. Sure. You sweep one person. You can ID twice. You're on what is that six and two? Then, yep. like that's almost guaranteed to make a cut. But but assuming uh, assuming you're looking at the player base, the players that are gonna win their first round, right? Like unless unless like me and Mick get paired first round, right? Like if if we're playing against the random people, we're probably sweeping our first round. It it then really well, you can have people swing back up to the top too. No, I know, but what I'm saying is like we both sweep our first round, and then say we we the rest of our day is pretty similar. Like we have like one more sweep and a couple splits. But what that person that you did in the first round, like if one of us played a guy who played like one more round and dropped because he got swept again, mm-hmm. where the other one might get three wins over the course of the day, like three wins versus zero wins ends up being a big difference at the end. Well, no, their their software now or whatever. Uh, if the it's more beneficial for you if like your round one opponent drops really soon because it doesn't factor like the rest of the games. It's like yeah, it, it does adjust for game. that. Now, if you played someone round one who went through the rest of the tournament and lost most of their games, then it's going to tank. But if they drop, it's not really going to hurt you that much. Okay, right. well, well, like it really it, it's fine at the very top, but. For if there's a bunch of people who are tied on 15 points or if it's worlds or so 27 points, it'll come down to, okay, you all played against these same people and split or had similar records. And you played against these people who are slightly different, but you played against one person who only won like three games the whole tournament. And and if it's a thing or maybe just one. I think Andy's point is, how does a graduated cut fix that? And it really fixes it. I think purely, it brings people in. It, fix, it, it fixes it purely based on the fact that you play one more round. That's right. it. It doesn't it, matter if you played the seven rounds in the same day hmm. or you play five and do two more rounds. It fixes it because you play one more round. Sure. I it think, just, like I was saying, if they do it right though, where you set a score that you need to achieve, people know what they're doing. There's not like this hustle and bustle around the standings in round six or seven. The, the, like fantasy flight has to worry about a lot less collusion because they just know. Like it doesn't matter if I know the guy or not. If we have nine wins and we need ten, we're gonna split, right? Which is a bit harder to do with Star Wars because you know the average of a match is gonna be a split. So like sure. they could, if they said it at, like Sweet. you know with five rounds, if they said it at, like fifteen. Uh, either like there could be a ton of splits, or like a ton of people could have swept and been like that sure. But you need you need to run like what a couple. I'm, I'm sure someone can do the math behind that. Yeah. By the way, like so I'm not going to assume that that can't be done. But um, we, we had a math. I imagine, 
Yeah, yeah. I imagine if only first... we had a real mathematician here. Yeah, I imagine Fantasy Flight the first time they do that would probably get way too many people in or not enough, um, based on the record thing. But I mean, at least still, no one's getting screwed. And like, that's what I feel well, people's beef is: is like being on a bubble. Is why the graduated cut even got started in the first place. Like, Brad, why they... let me, Brad, let me, let me say this. What if instead, what, what they do right now is sixteen top sixteen make it in, right? And then you take the record of the 16th, and they'll take up to 16 more of that, right? What if instead, you don't have the, the knowledge at the beginning of the tournament, but what instead if it was just top 16 get in, and then you take the record of that guy, and anybody matching that guy gets in? So if it's 18 more players, okay, sure. you have a graduated cut of 34 instead of 32, but at least that way, the people that are making the graduated cut are not getting screwed on strength of schedule. Right. Because and... essentially, all they're doing is they're really moving... They're moving the point at which you get screwed from top 16 to top 32, mm. right? Like, the, the, it's the 17th guy is not upset now, but the 33rd is. Like, well, the, the problem, only problem with that is if it's an odd number. Yeah, but if it's an odd number, that's still an issue right now. If, if top 16, if 16th place has 10 wins and there's five more people with 10 wins, then it's a 19-person cut. You, right, you have that issue right now. Yeah, like right now the graduated cut can take an odd number of people. So, I mean, they should fix yeah. that to just say if that happens, we just get the next person. Like so, so one person would get in, and with, uh, different people are feeling screwed. Yeah, well, the strangest thing to me about the extended cut is that currently on day two you can replay somebody that you played on day one. Mm. That seems strange. I I agree that that's very weird, especially since beating that person the second time you play them actually feels bad because like you're hurting your strength of schedule twice <laughs> like because you played them twice I think or even it, if it doesn't count twice then it's still hurting your strength of schedule you just have less people that the strength of schedule reflects I guess but so maybe it's helping your extended strength of schedule so here's a question for you. At what point is FFG applying a graduated cut? Because none of the European tournaments I've been to have used it. Uh, I I think it's... I, I don't know that it's a standard yet. Like, it's it's built into the rules as, like, an optional thing. Right. But they it seemed like they used Origins purely as, like, a... I think they only did it for for or... Thrones. They only did it for Thrones at Origins. They didn't and do they, Netrunner? Nope, they didn't do it for Netrunner. Um, and they only did it as a, you know, Beta. how does this go? Like, is it is does it work? And then they did it at Gen Con, apparently. I wasn't there. But it seems like they got a little bit better of a result because they did three rounds instead of two rounds in, in uh, for Thrones. That's but the one bad thing that happened with Thrones is they lost everyone's tiebreakers. So everyone's tiebreakers reset into the graduated cut on day two, which was awful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... They kept posting those standings, and then they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, uh, we screwed up. But go ahead and start playing the third round. We'll put it up during the round, because that's going to make any difference. But I think I think also a big difference with the with the European tournaments is that Europeans don't even listen to Fantasy Flight anyway. Correct. So. <laughs> well, you guys Fantasy just do what Flight, you want. Fantasy Flight is not running those tournaments. Hey, we they got are... this box. Let's release it. Uh, well, it's a, it's my, my favorite one. was it's the, this... the Netrunner. Yeah. The Netrunner thing, where like Damon made a ruling on a card that was just so awful that the Europeans were just like, "No, we're not using it." Nobody except for me <laughs> knows anything about what you're talking about. Brad. I'm fine with the ruling; a decision had to be made. But the the point of this is that in Germany, was it Germany? Yeah. The 
the the judge basically just said that hasn't been printed to an official FFGE fact, so I'm not following it. And he yeah. just made his own ruling. He like oh, so he you mean like getting rules updates on Twitter isn't legit. Or... Exactly, no. exactly. <laughs> but which you can't really fault the judge. It's not official, but at the same time. It's a very community standard, like... Yeah, I mean, I know we had that in Star Wars with the... Uh, is it Imperial Entanglements? Not Imperial Entanglements. The uh, discard a card, if it's Imperial, stop damage to a vehicle or objective. Oh, yeah. yep, yep, yep. We knew well ahead of the FAQ that Eric said that's not the intention of that. It should only work on vehicles. But a few tournaments said, until it's printed, that's how it works. I mean, yeah, but we had some tournaments like with the deflect when they deflect finally like, would different... go down to one damage. Mm. Yeah, would <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be down. Yep. All right, boys. So I gotta go eat dinner. Yeah, I think we should wrap this up as well. It's gone a bit longer than we all expected. Uh, but to quickly round out the the graduated cut, one word answers. Tom, graduated cut or or standard Swiss? Uh standard Swiss. Brad. Standard Swiss. Josh. Standard Swiss at Gen Con, especially because I want more time to seek Gen Con. Longest word in the dictionary, uh, Mick. Uh, I feel like I joined this conversation late. Uh, <laughs> standard Swiss. I, I, I would like to see the cut extended to all people who had the score of the whoever was number sixteen. Right. That'll never happen. In a double I'll, elimination I would, cut, it'll never happen. I would take that as well, but yeah. that's not going to happen. I, so. To to make it a little bit better, standard Swiss plus one round that would be better. Yeah, I would do, I would do that. Standard Swiss plus one round. Just just play one more round than you normally would. And... Eliminate the bubble as much as you yep. can. Seems good. I think I'm in. I'm uh, probably my suggestion as well. Tom would be plus one round, but standard Swiss. I can't be asked waiting for a day two. If I'm honest. Well, especially when you're talking about tournaments that have a different event every day, and it's like, well, if I make a cut, mm. I can't play my next event. Or I can go tell that guy he's giving me the playmat and I'll give him my spot. Because yeah. me and Josh did that this year. Hey, um, that's collusion, friend. <laughs> yeah, that's not collusion. You get DQ'd for that. Um, well, I was already dropping anyways. Exactly. Um, but that that's that's another very real consideration, right? Is that Fantasy Flight runs eight different games, or seven, seven or eight different competitive games over the course of Gen Con or Worlds. It'll be split up next year. But like, my Worlds this year is Thrones Day 1. If I make the cut, play the cut. If I don't, Netrunner. If I make the cut, probably drop because then Star Wars and then Imperial Assault. So, you know what I mean? Making a well, don't cut. Forget, don't forget 2v2 after you don't make the cut. No, I'm going to be in the Oh, want to be my 2v2 partner, Tom? Mm-hmm. I'll uh, be your 2v2 partner, Mick, but you have to teach me how to play. Bam. <laughs> Yo, give him Kyle. Rebel Kyle. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, you, you, just you play, play Rebel Kyle. And, I'll and play I play Rebel. Jedi. Kyle. This is in danger of going another Kyle hour is. now, so I'll, I'll wrap it up. It's been a pleasure having you both on, Brad and Josh. Congratulations again Thanks, uh, to, to Josh. Thanks. Any shout-outs you want to give, Brad, uh, before we before we sign out? No, man, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess a shout out to my local game store, Johnny C Cards in Wausau, Wisconsin. Nice, uh, nice. Shout out to thanks to Tom and Josh for giving me lists when I needed them, sort of, <laughs> really, but you know. Telling me that it was that wasn't playing trash, I guess. Don't That's good. Trash. That was good. Or I wasn't like not playing the combo. I just screwed that up at regionals. Yeah, don't That's play your fault. Don't That's play your fault, Mick. You came late. If you would have came there early, you would have seen that I was just on the trash list and you would have helped me out, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, it's been a, been a pleasure. Had some good discussion off you, Brad. It's been interesting uh, getting your feelings on um, the, the sportsmanship, especially. It was a good good discussion there, I think. So. Yeah, let me know when you're going to do it again. Yeah, we'll yeah. do. We'll have you back on. Josh, anything from you? Anyone you want to say thanks to, especially with regards to your wins? I don't know if you test specifically with any people or... Uh, but any uh, shout-outs? So, okay, here you guys, yeah. And, uh... You can thank my thank- decks for the origins. <laughs> yeah, my... Tom's decks are uh, <laughs> shitting all over him. And uh, it's nice to finally have Brad join up in uh, some discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like the first time I've ever... People are going to know who I am now. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Flip's not going to come up to me and go, who's this idiot that's 11 and 1? Where's this idiot? I need to find him. <laughs> who's this guy running out for a cigarette between every round? <laughs> who's playing pilots? Where's, what, my, where's is... my opponent? Hey, those pilots are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle, four Kyle Katarns. This guy's insane. It was that was that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's been a great discussion. I think uh, episode's gone a lengthy one, so uh, hopefully you guys stayed with us. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll be back soon. Probably try and get some of the European champs on because uh, again, we we went over on uh, some of the discussions and didn't touch on those. So look forward to that in the next episode. Uh, but thanks to Josh, Brad, Tom, and Mick for joining us, and you guys for sticking through. We'll see you on the next council episode. See ya. Better get.